exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. In the next hour, we'll guide you through Spartan Sports, your favorite Detroit teams, and beyond. Call in with your thoughts at 517-432-3893. And now, let's kick off another hour of Sports Talk. In just their 25th all-time appearance in the NCAA tournament, the Michigan State Spartans on ice brought home a national championship. Congratulations to the boys in green and white. And props to Justin Ablocator, named the Frozen Four MVP. The future Red Wings scored the game winner with 18.9 seconds. If you're a Spartan fan and did not see that, I do not know why you did not see that game. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but boy, was my blood pumping for the green and white. So congratulations to men's hockey, big hockey show today. Not only will we talk the championship that was, we also had the Red Wings who are in the NHL playoffs against the Calgary Flames. Spartan baseball at the end of the hour. Just a little season recap and touching on Michigan State basketball, but more importantly, the national champions 3-1 to win over heavily touted Boston College who lost for the second straight time in the NCAA championship game. First of all, let me introduce my cast for tonight. A little mix-up. When we talk hockey, we like to bring this gentleman in. His name is Jason James. He's the man around here at the Impact, training everyone to do their best on the air and in production. What's going on, my friend? I am pleased. What can I say? I was in here the week of spring break, and told everybody sitting here that they'd make the tournament, and if they made it, they'd have a good shot. And I couldn't be prouder to be a Spartan today, and I was very happy to watch it with a lot of happy hockey fans. And I've been waiting six years. I extended my stay in college just to get a national championship. So we've got it, finally. There it is. Where, so where were you? Well, and what were you doing when the national championship was won? I had the unfortunate luck of all my friends going home for Easter. And I was stuck at home by myself wearing my old 0102 Slapshots jersey. And said, all right, well, I'm not going to do this. And I went down to one of the bars and surprisingly walked into two guys playing pool and I was the only other person in attendance the second bar I went to and it was a little lonely at first but slowly people trickled in and there were probably you know half dozen to finally a dozen people watching the game and you never think of this as a hockey town a lot of times everybody seems to think sports are done as soon as basketball's finished and I'm sure you'll be surprised if you see a few bandwagon fans hop on a parade tomorrow when it rolls through but it's all right it, it'll bring some notoriety back and I think it's huge but Maybe even bigger for the coach to finally have some steam under his belt and, and get some fans going for it. But, yeah, I was downtown, and people were certainly joyous afterwards. Absolutely. If you would like to join us this hour, the number is 517-432-3893. Let's keep all calls, please, directed towards hockey. We just won a national championship. To my left, his name's Juan Simmons. He's been here since day one. More significantly, he is a black man who watched the entire <laughs> national championship game. And Juan, uh, I could not believe when you told me that today. Um, you're, you're, you're not so much a hockey fan. I mean, even less than me, I'd say. But Juan, you watched the whole game. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm nothing close to the uh hockey fan, but uh yeah, you know, it was it was good. You know, I I'd like to represent the Spartans and see check them out eventually. Uh like I said, it was it was a good time. I couldn't find nothing else on T V, so there we go. By the ESPN one this time finally. Exactly. Get national you know, championship. I was on ESPN, uh, my sports center went off, the basketball games were done, so I you know, I clicked it on about the second period it was it was one apiece or one zero, so I I watched it out. 
outstanding. The number is 517-432-3893. For myself, I was at home watching it with numerous friends, and uh, what a joyous occasion it was. Brigitte, what is going on? Welcome back. I mean, uh, it was a great, great weekend. Saw yeah, you, it was saw you out Thursday. You know, I know, good times. Michigan State wins the national championship. Great it's weekend. What? So, to, did you watch the game? I actually was working, but I caught parts of it on the radio and stuff. But um, it's nice to know that a sports team at State can bring home a national championship for its fans. Absolutely, so. and we call him the Rook, but his name's Steve. He's rocking the Cubs jersey, trying to mm-hmm. trying to make a comeback. The Cubs and uh, Lou Piniella. Uh, so, so <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch the game? I did watch the game at home in Indiana. And I thought all you watched in Indiana was Hoosiers and highlights of Bob Knight. Yeah, that the wasn't on our TV. It was just ESPN. Absolutely. Good. good Good. to hear that you watched it. Well, we all should have watched it since we are sportscasters. I mean, what kind of fans would we be if we did not watch the national championship game? But I did watch two games in their full entirety, the 5th and 7th of April. Yes, Maine and Boston College versus our Michigan State Spartans. And that is a, a record for me. Two games within a week's. Within a week of each other, and I watched the entire game of each. Uh, very impressed. I was nervous as I'll get out when we were down 0-2 to Maine. Uh, but w- but what a comeback! Uh, what what spurred that comeback? Was it just a solid play? Do you think Lurk? You think Lurk came out a little bit nervous and let those two goals well, in early, and then kind of composed himself? That's always a tricky game to go into. You'll hear everybody say you have to be careful when you want vengeance. And obviously, the year beforehand, we were dispatched by Maine, and that was a game where we also came back and almost beat Maine, but still ended up losing. So this year, the guys really want to go in there. They're underdogs. Nobody thought we were going to make the tournament. We were a bubble team. And you dispatched Notre Dame, who had been the hottest team in the nation for the whole year kind of thing. And you get to Maine, and your juices are flowing. They went out there fast, calmly tried to mismatch lines and, and put a checking against Maine's number one, and it didn't work out. And Lurg was a little rattled, but... Boy, the composure on that kid to let up one goal 23 seconds in, and the second one, I believe, less than three minutes later. That's a tough hill to overcome. This, they still follow the same kind of rules as the NHL, so a lot of goals can come quickly. But it isn't the NHL, and kids to have that kind of composure was sweet, and you have to give props to the experience of this team. Losing the main the year before came back and helped them calm down. And if you looked at the bench, they were kind of laughing, like, this isn't for real. You know, that didn't really just happen. Let's regroup. And you have to start with Lurg, but also the captains, too, held him in it, and, and they came back strong. Speaking of that hot Notre Dame team today at Rick Conley's press conference, he said that although the Spartans won the national championship, he did vote Notre Dame as the number one team in the nation. Are you surprised by that? No. <laughs> that guy always says something interesting coming out of his mouth. I mean, whether that's a tactic or whatnot, um, to position himself for the next season, I don't know. They were certainly a very good team, but when it came down to it, mano a mano for 60 minutes, State scored two goals, Notre Dame scored one, and that was the end of it. So I would put State ahead of that, but they were certainly very, very talented, and it's nice to see a resurgence of some new opponents in the CCHA. Absolutely. Michigan State's road to the Frozen Four started with a 5-1 to one victory over Boston, uh, and that was one of only five or six games that the Spartans did score five or more goals. Not a very offensive, productive team. Uh, Staples defense uh, is kind of funny looking at the similarities between uh, uh, Tom Izzo's basketball team and Rick Conley's hockey team. It seems as each coach likes to recruit players that fit the system and coach them up to like Rick Conley and Tom Izzo have done, uh, national championship caliber players. Obviously, no All-Americans, not even an All-CCHA 
first team member on that Michigan State Spartans team. If you want to call it a fluke, go ahead. Um, as of today, Michigan State 2007 Hockey National Champions with the 3-1 win. Um, it started with the 5-1 win over Boston, followed up by that huge upset over Notre Dame, 2-1 win. Um, in the Frozen Four, we faced off against Maine. Uh, as we had mentioned, fell down 0-2 early, but came back to win that one 4-2. And as I hope you all had watched on Saturday night, Boston College fell down 1-0, but a solid, solid effort by the true MVP in net. Jeff Lurg kept things at one goal differential. And in the third period, we've got, we had two goals in the last minutes of the game. Uh, so how significant is this championship? We'll go around the horn with this one. Well, you know, I heard something on ESPN the other day when Florida finally won its basketball championship. One of the announcers came out and said, Florida and Michigan State shared the honor of being the only two schools to win two national championships in two sports, to which we now have three in hockey. And I still like to consider hockey one of the top four sports in my mind. So when you start to look at that, yeah, it was a long time ago, and nobody remembers it, but we have two football championships. 50s. And recently, there was still the basketball championship. But now, to have in three different eras of play, three hockey championships, when the sport has evolved in every single one of those eras, it's shown the program has evolved as well. And that is huge, I think. It, it puts us in the top three, or, well, for me, top three sports. We have a lot of championships. And to show we could do it with another coach, aside from Mason, I think that's very good. Absolutely. And this national championship nearly came 20 years apart from the previous, and that one came 20 years after the first. So obviously 66, 86, and now 2007. Uh, but obviously Rick Conley, if he was ever on a hot seat, I don't think so. Uh, but obviously now uh, he is all but solidified himself in the coaching position behind Only, Michigan State's bench. I don't know if it was one or, or two or three coaches that have won with two different teams. Um on Boston College, you had one of the winners with two different schools, but I think there was one more coach I can't think of, but he's in very elite company now. Well, joining us shortly will be sports editor of the State News. His name's Eric Fish. He covered the Frozen Four for the State News, and obviously if you picked up the paper today, you saw the tremendous coverage that the State News had on the Frozen Four, and we'd like to welcome in Mr. Eric Fish. How are you, sir? Good. Good to be here. Thanks a lot. Fantastic. Welcome into the show, Michigan State. The State News' own Eric Fish. He's a writer now. He's the sports editor and does some writing himself. Uh, where were you, and, how, and uh, how was the covering that Frozen Four down there in St. Louis? Oh, it was unbelievable. You know, it was, uh, I think, it set a record as far as attendance was concerned. I was... Uh, you know, obviously up in the press box watching watching it all taking it in. It was a great, great crowd, great atmosphere to be a part of and community really really did a lot. Um, also, you know, coming together to promote it and make it make it really something special. Was Jeff Lurd truly the unsung unsung hero of this Frozen Four and obviously throughout the season he's he's played strong. Yeah, Jeff Lurg, uh, unbelievable. You know, I, I was a little surprised when they gave the uh, the award to Abdulkader for the most outstanding player. Um, you know, Rick Conley today, you know in his uh, Monday press conference, said that Lurg's save he made on that uh, Dan Boyle shot and two-on-one shorthanded was uh, the best save he's ever seen in his life. I think uh, that just speaks volumes, and uh, what, what a good kid Jeff is. And he, it was great to see him you know, come out on top. Is this coverage for you guys at the State News, is this somewhat overwhelming to cover a national championship? Or as a sports writer, is this somewhat of a dream that you're going to have your name attached to articles that people are going to look at the archives of your newspaper for years and see that you know you guys were there, you wrote uh, a follow-up article on this game? Is this kind of like a dream for you as a sports writer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely say so. Um, it's definitely a lot of work, but it's it's so worth it. You know, I, 
I'm, I'm never going to have this opportunity again, probably. And um, just to be a part of it and to, to be down in the locker room while the guys are celebrating and, and uh, you know, really to be a student here, too, it, it was just something really special. I'm really proud to be there, and I'm really proud to uh, to have, uh, you know, covered it and really done done some nice things uh, with uh, with all those stories and stuff coming out of it. As people mentioned today at the press conference, that uh, there was a lot more press coverage, a lot more cameras than there usually were during the season. Do you think the hockey players minded, or do you think they view this as people kind of bandwagging along with them? Well, I mean, I think maybe they view it a little bit as, hey, you know, everybody likes a champion, that, that type of thing, but I, I think they love it. Um, you know, they they know where they stand here. There's no question about that. That uh, basketball and, and football take the reins here at the university. But um, you know, that they, they know they've done something really special here, and uh, I think uh, they're realizing that everybody else is starting to to pay attention to what they've done. What they've done too. I, I think I think they really like the attention and the press that they're getting. Just joining us is Eric Fish. He's a sports editor of the State News, also a writer and columnist. Um, how how was the environment after the game? I'm sure you were there on the ice with the team in the post game press conference. I heard Ron Mason was leading the fight song in the locker room. How was that environment? And and was it su- more surprise or more or more ecstasy for these guys? I think it was surprise for um, maybe a little bit surprise. Like you know, Chris Lawrence was saying in the locker room in the post game that you know he might have been more excited when they beat Notre Dame a week ago to uh, you know a couple weeks ago to get to the Frozen Four, and that this was kind of just like you know I mean once it sinks in, I'm sure. It's gonna be. It's gonna feel really, really good. But I don't. I don't really think it's. It's totally set in yet. Guys were definitely happy in the locker room. Uh, you know, it was. It was very, very positive. Very happy locker room. And um, you know, it was. It was. It was hard to do interviews down there because everybody was screaming so loud. It, it was really fun. So is it about time that hockey gets more limelight? Obviously, you guys have done your fair share of coverage of hockey in the state news. Um, is it time that hockey gets more of the front page and more of our airwaves on local radio stations? Yeah, I, mean, I think so, but at the same time, I think it's a little bit of a catch-22 because uh, for hockey to, to really get that, that kind of attention and especially um, attention around here, maybe you know basketball has to be not, not doing so well or their season has to be done or hockey's got to do something great like they just did here. Um, you know, I think definitely Mon Ice Arena will go back next season to being sold out all the time. They should have just uh, just as good of a product on the ice next year as they did this year. Just joining us is Eric Fish of the State News. He's the sports editor over there as well as a writer. Um, Eric, just a few more questions for you. Looking at next year's team, Coach Conley spoke about it today. Uh, do you see anyone making the bolt for the NHL? I know there was talks of abs, TK. Um, do you see anyone making the bolt, or do you see people just being content and trying to repeat again next year? Well, Ablocator said, um, you know, that he he wasn't in any hurry to get to the NHL. He, he said that today, and that the Wings have been have been great and really patient with him, and that he he fully expects to be here next uh, next season. And I think you know that's the case for uh, maybe everybody, but Jimmy McKenzie, um, coach, was kind of saying that McKenzie's going to get talked to um, in this off season. He's a draft pick of Ottawa, and you know he's a he's a big player. He hits well, plays the body. Um, he's got a good shot too. Uh, if there's anybody that would go, I think it would be him. But, you know, I really can't see anybody else going except for him. Where do you rank this national championship in other national championships that the university has won, obviously, men's basketball and football? Where does this one rank in recent history? Is this right up there with the 2000 basketball championship? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think, uh, you know, the 2000 basketball championship, it was kind of, you know, they'd been good for a while, and the basketball championship was kind of, you know, you're saying, well, you know, it's about time, kind of that type of a that type of a feeling about it. This one, it just seemed it was, it was just came out of nowhere. And I think you know maybe that's why it's a little bit sweeter because uh, they, you know they weren't supposed to do it and 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 they did it. I'd, I'd rank it right up there with anything this university's done. 
Eric Fish, editor of the State News, is on with us. He writes for them as well. Uh, you can obviously pick that paper up. It's around campus and online. Um, Eric, um, just because there is only 16 teams in the NCAA Division One tournament, do you think that discredits um, the value the value behind winning the national championship in hockey, that there is not 64 teams, there's not this large field, but you only had to win four games to get a title? Or do you think those 16 teams were the best of the best and Michigan State beat, beat the four that they had to? Yeah, I think I think it's more uh, more of that. You know, you, I think of uh, the NCAA hockey tournament as is more of the Sweet 16 than than I do anything else, where anybody's got a shot to to knock off anybody else. You know, we saw a couple weeks ago, four seeded Alabama Huntsville almost upset uh, the top seeded uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So um, I look at it that that a little bit more. You know, if you're if you're a one seed in, in basketball, usually usually you can pretty much bank on winning the first two games, but. Uh, you know, as any team in, in in hockey seems like it has a shot to win. I, you know, I, I think it's definitely a terrific accomplishment, and um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be you know disencouraged that they've only had to win four games to to get to the point. Absolutely. In terms of next season, does this team have what it takes uh, to to re- not rebuild, but you know, rekindle some offensive firepower? Obviously, more of a defensive team, and with the incoming recruiting class, how are we going to look next year in the CCHA and in the nation? I think they're going to look great next year. Um, I'd, I'd imagine they'd be better than uh, they were this season. They're bringing in a couple really good, um, tough defensemen, big defensemen, like to like to hit and uh, can also uh, you know create offense and move the puck well. And they're bringing in a lot of uh, a lot of really good offensively skilled skilled players. I'd expect them to be to be right up there um, in the CCHA. They'll probably be a preseason favorite to win it. And um, you know it's always tough to repeat, but um, if there's a team that can do it, I think the Spartans would be early out on favorites. Just two more for you, Eric. One more, one quick one here about the school down the road. As of today, is Michigan State the better hockey program than the University of Michigan? Yes, it is. Um, it, uh, that is very uh, true, and you can just look to two days ago to uh, figure that out. Absolutely. And uh, one more, Red Wings. How far do the Wings go in the NHL? We're working you all night tonight, Eric Fish of the State News. Oh boy, you know I've been so caught up in the in the Spartan Hockey National Championship picture. I haven't really had much time to think about Wings. Um, you know, it should be a really interesting series. Uh, first series against Calgary, though. You know, I I would think that they would win um, at least this series before they before uh, it gets a little tougher. But that West is so tough. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say they get to the Western Conference Finals and and then lose in six. Hey, Eric Fish of the State News. He's a sports editor over there. We thank you for your time and thank you for your coverage of the 2007 National Championship. Thanks a lot. Eric Fish of the State News just joining us. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we will talk more hockey because it's the deserved topic this evening and throughout the week and throughout the rest of the year. Why not? They won it all. <laughs> the number's 517-432-3893. Stay with us. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. 
You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. More importantly, you're tuned into the Spartan Sports Rep. It is Monday night. My name's Dan. I'm in the hot seat every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. If you'd like to check out past shows or interviews, uh, we're on the web at www.impact89fm.com. Uh, we've had interviews with the likes of Drew Neitzel, Marquise Gray, Edong Ebok, Michigan State Formula Racing Team, and Steve Minch of the Michigan State Hockey Team. Uh, and obviously, Eric Fish was just on with us, editor of the State News. Uh, great coverage. He picked up the State News today. You saw that uh, on the front cover, Chris Lawrence holding that national championship trophy. And obviously, he did not let that go. I'm going to get some clips later in the show about what he did with that national championship trophy. Uh, he wouldn't say much where it has been and what it has gone through. Uh, but obviously, the laughs that uh, he produced when asked about it, uh, that that trophy has figuratively seen some things uh but back to the the discussion of the national championship um J- jason you talked about jason james joining us he's our he's our hockey guy um john fournier sorry if, you, if you're listening uh jason's our hockey guy here tonight um where do you rank the hockey program now in the hierarchy of michigan state athletics we can obviously see uh, in terms of tradition you would say the football program goes ahead of basketball uh but but in in my contemporary mind uh michigan state basketball won football two uh, and three and four is that women's basketball and hockey uh, battling. I mean, you're getting 6,000, 5,000 fans uh, for women's basketball, oh, hockey 4,000 to 5,000. It's it's tough, and you guys touched on a few points when, when talking to Fish that I think was right there. Hockey as a sport, and we discussed briefly over this break, uh, it's tough for kids to make the jump to the NHL. It's tough for kids to even come into college hockey because college hockey is not the number one farm system for the professional leagues. You're going to run into the major junior leagues in Canada and even some leagues internationally that kids have a better chance of making the NHL and playing against competition by going there instead of college hockey. It's a 16-team tournament because there's not that many schools that can even play hockey on this level in college. You have so many players that, and it's why we play the U.S. under-18 team for a warm-up at the beginning of the season. These are kids that aren't going to go to college. They're going to go to professional teams, get paid, and go to the pros before these college kids do. So it's not even your best hockey to watch. If you want to go see a game, it might be more worthwhile to go see the Griffins than the Spartans sometime if you're not living on campus. But for the heritage and for really the love and fun of the game, there's nothing better for me than sitting in mud and watching a game. And that could be key, too, to seeing where they are in the program. Yeah, I think basketball and football are up there number one. I'd rank hockey above women's basketball based on the fact that the Breslin can fit a lot more people, and they don't. But I would love to see an improvement to that arena for this hockey team. I'd like to see better seats, more seats. Munn is not the greatest place to go see a game, and I think that could be improved upon, and this team, with what they've just done, may deserve that. I don't know, but I'm going to rank it right below basketball and football, even though for me, I'd love to see number one, but it's just the way it is. Absolutely. We'll kick this one around the horn. Obviously, women's basketball went to the national title game a couple years back, but and clearly the men's <coughs> ice hockey team won it all on Saturday night against Boston College. Uh, Juan, where, where do you put uh, women's basketball and hockey? 3-4, or, or are they just uh, totally somewhere else in your hierarchy of sports here? <laughs> No, they're, they're, they're rightfully so, 3-4. You know they're battling through that position. Um, of course, everyone knows the school is dominated by the basketball and, and football program here. They're the top revenue-getting um, you know, athletics here at the program. But 
commenting on hockey, I mean, the things that they just accomplished this year shows you that no program should be overlooked. Everyone should get their, their just due and, and should get their approved facilities. I know I've been in MUN numerous times, and those hard bleachers they have that wrap around the arena are terrible. So, you know, hopefully this would be a stepping stone to get the spotlight onto to Michigan State hockey and hopefully approve some of those weaknesses. And I'm sure you were not there for a Michigan State ice hockey game one. I seen one. P- probably one of those, you <laughs> know, 10, 10 p.m. open skate socials. Yeah, I've been to those as well, one. But uh, but no, no one more deserving than credit, but he's been shunning all the credit off of himself as head coach Rick Comley. Uh, his second national title, he won one back in 1991. I was at the meager age of five. But Rick Comley had some things to say today at his postseason press conference. For me, it's really interesting because you know I've had calls from Lake Superior days, from Northern days, and then from uh, you know the Michigan State days. Uh, we've had uh, a ton of emails, uh, ex-players at Michigan State. You know, I know a couple of people from the '66 team. Mm-hmm. You know, who watched the game, and, and then uh, just just tons of friends and. It's always interesting to me how many people watch that championship game and where they watch it. You know, Ted Sater, a close friend of Ron's and mine, and watched the game over in Russia at a military base. You know, and uh, Danny Vukovic's brother had a group of friends that watched it Sunday morning at 7 o'clock in Australia. You know, so live, you know, if you can figure that one out. So, you know, we've had just, I've had just, we've been besieged in a great way. All day yesterday and all day today. No one more happier than Coach Conley, obviously. Shunning all the praise, though, today when I spoke with him to his to his team, to his goaltender, to his assistants. Obviously a humble champion and a, a great character, a great man of character over there at Mun Ice Arena. Uh, but that's his second national title. We won him back in 91. Had to follow in the footsteps of the great Ron Mason. Obviously, CCHA all-time winningest coach at 924 wins, I think. All-time in hockey. All-time in hockey. Pardon me. All-time in hockey. Well, for college hockey. For college yeah. hockey, 924 wins. Tremendous. Any coach that, that – that is so many years of coaching. And, and, and Ron Mason was thrilled. I, I believe it was in the Detroit News, a picture of Ron Mason in the locker room. Half the hockey players are, are shirtless, half naked. There's Ron Mason around 20 pizzas pumping his fist, leading the team in the fight song. Ron Mason is still a college kid. He could still be coaching. He didn't leave because he couldn't coach anymore. He could still be winning. He left because he wanted new challenges. And he's done a phenomenal job with athletics here with the women's team and and what he's done for even the sports we don't talk about, like the rowing and and lacrosse and whatnot. But um, it was wonderful to see his successor do this because he had such a relationship with Conley. And some people thought, is this the right choice to bring in your friend and this kind of thing? And he's finally been proven. He doesn't have any doubters anymore in my mind in terms of being a great AD. Obviously, Conley, is, he made his first Frozen Four appearance in his five-year tenure here. Their Spartans are 5-2 and two under Conley in NCAA play and obviously won national championship to his resume. Uh, he was thrilled. Uh, but more importantly today, I got to talk with goalie Jeff Lurk, who was truly the MVP. Uh, when interviewed, Justin Advocator said himself that our MVP is Jeff Lurk. Um, if you saw that save, the two-on-one save, Obviously, I would say that was the best save I've ever seen. Uh, your, your thoughts? Was that the best save you've ever seen a goaltender make? Well, I watch a lot more hockey than this panel does, so I've seen a lot of saves, and some come to mind uh, that are frustrating to me as a Wings fan, and we can talk about that later. But for him to make that save is very, very important to the whole game. 
because right there, if you go down 2-0, it's over with. And the position he was in right there, you get stuck on a two-on-one. As a defenseman, all you can do is block that pass and let the goalie take the shooter. And that didn't even happen. Lurk had to take the two by himself. So you could see him start to shift to the side. He knew what was going to happen. The anticipation was great. And then as he says, you know, I'm a small goaltender, but when I talk to the NHL scouts and whatnot, they tell me 60% of the goals scored in the NHL come at the waist or lower. So he is small, but he's smart, and he's quick, and he got himself low and prone, and it went high, and his glove was fast enough to catch it, and it was a very phenomenal save. You're going to see that picture framed in a lot of places for Michigan State hockey in years to come. Speaking of his size, Jeff Lurg, obviously, in every broadcast you heard, and it was reiterated somewhere along the lines of that Matt Trannon plays both basketball and football, Jeff Lurg's size. He's 5'6". Okay, we heard it 100 times. 5'5". Five, five. I got a chance to, to speak to Jeff Lurg today about that and how annoying that must be, and then his thoughts on, on the championship today. Uh, no, I mean, it's always always a thing. You know, I still still people I you know have to, I feel like I have to kind of prove wrong because... I mean, there's always always people that you know don't really have confidence in it, but obviously I'm real happy with you know the coach and staff here give me an opportunity to come play and you know give me a chance to play a lot and you know play for national championships. So I'm really I'm always gonna have to prove myself along the way no matter what happens. So are you still in ecstasy or is it has has it really sunk in that for years to come people are gonna look and say you know Jeff Lurg abs <laughs> his whole team played well and, and brought a national title to Michigan State? Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think once we get the rings, they'll settle in a little bit more here. I think now it's just kind of. You know, we don't really know what to think happened so fast. All of a sudden, we were losing 10 minutes left, and, you know, 18 seconds after we scored the game, we were having too, too fast. So pretty cool, though, and, you know, we'll see. I think once we get those rings and raise the banner, you know, next year I think it will really, really kind of set in. Obviously, things have set in already with me. Jeff Lurk played tremendous. His numbers even better. 1.5 goals against average in six career tournament games. Um, that's third in NCAA history. This, this young man is only a sophomore. He turned 21 today. So happy birthday, Jeff Lurg. Um, I'm sure you're enjoying that. What a birthday. Uh, 48 hours removed from a national championship. Uh, maybe Chris, Captain Chris Lawrence will give up the trophy for a day or for a night. So you know, he can go, Doesn't look likely. He, he can go towed around. Uh, word on the street was Chris, well, not even word on the street. Chris Lawrence said himself that he took the championship trophy in the shower with him after the game. But if I won a national title, I just might do that as well. Um, especially if I'm playing in my last game, in my last game of organized sport, maybe uh, for Chris Lawrence. He said he was crying before the game. He was so emotional. But what a way to go out on top. Um, Lurg, also 949 save percentage, uh, fourth all time. Uh, this guy's got a great ceiling. Uh, not the biggest, as everyone has reminded us. Uh, Jason, is Jeff Lurg going to be an NHL netminder someday? I don't think he will. You can say all the time that he can overcome his size, and that's fine. And he can probably go to the NHL and play and make some great saves. But the difference between college and and minor leagues versus the NHL is in that league you're going to play players like Todd Bertuzzi, like Ryan Smith, who go to the net and run goalies over. And Lurg could make it. He has the skill to do it, but he raises such a red flag in terms of injury and longevity. You see players who are 6'4 in net that just get broken by players running into them. I'd love to see him try to do it and, and see if he couldn't be a backup or whatnot to get the ball rolling, and maybe he has a great shot, but it just brings up so many difficult levels when you're playing that kind of physical player in the NHL. It's such a different beast. So who who on this, this national championship team uh, has the highest ceiling as an NFL prospect? NHL. Well, let's see. Um, 
I don't Kennedy could be a great scorer someday. He he's got grit and seemingly eyes in the back of his head when you watch our game-winning goal. Uh, Kennedy could be a heck of a scorer. Abdelkader's obviously been drafted. Uh, like we were kind of discussing during the break, I think he needs to wait a while longer. The wings are so deep in terms of defense. He'll probably play for the Griffins first. But it's it's the unknowns for me, the the ones that are still really young that you have to wait and see. This is a young team still. A lot of sophomores with some talent on them. And I can't really pick out. I mean, if I knew it for real, I'd probably be a scout or something. But I think the whole team could have some gems in it, but it wasn't an NHL-laden team. As you saw and, and said, we didn't even have any All-Americans or anything out there, so we'll see. But I'd put my money on Kennedy and Abdelkader for the most. The the highest honors we see, we received, actually the hockey team received, was Mike Ratchuk. He was honorable mention pick to the All-Rookie team. Um, obviously, we had a team and a hard-working team at that. The number is 517-432-3893. If you'd like to join us and share your thoughts on Michigan State Hockey's 2007 National Championship, unless you're sleeping under a rock, you notice that Michigan State beat Boston College 3-1 to on Saturday night. That was on ESPN2. We even got some national coverage. Outstanding to see uh, Rick Conley jumping in the air and being mauled by his coaching staff and just the chills going up the arms despite it being hockey despite me being a big basketball and football guy I'll admit I've I only went to five hockey games this season uh, but I wasn't a, a regular cover I didn't cover them regularly uh, kind of did jump on the bandwagon at the end but but like we've discussed um, ba- basketball football are going to be uh, top priorities and top um, takers of my time and in the time on this show but but as our motto is here why don't we give credit where credit is due thank you sir but uh we'll give some credit to uh to justin abdicator the game winner uh clutch very clutch um obviously d- would not happen like you said if tk tim kennedy didn't get that pass well, he had some eyes in the back of his head where does that goal rank in all-time clutch plays in michigan state history huh well it's funny how it happens because I thought he had the game-winning goal right away with off the, the shot post. off the post. And when it didn't go in, I was saying, I was just saying to my friend, I can't handle overtime. I, I was twitching the whole game. I spilled my, um, my seltzer, as Mickey Redman would say, a few times because I was just too nervous. And when I went off the post, I was like, ah, that's, that's it. And then to regain composure in the zone, and that was the thing. And what I love about this team, and you can say it about so many facets, about not having the speed or the skill. They were gritty, and that's how I like my hockey. That's why I said the Wings haven't won for so many years is because they're not strong enough and not gritty enough. This Spartans team won because they finally figured out they could pound Boston College along the boards and whatnot. Kennedy went back there, grabbed that puck, and seemingly without even looking, knew right where Abdelkader was, and he had the whole side of that. Like he said, he just had to put it somewhere that was empty. And he did, and he had the goal. So clutch plays, I don't know how many goals you can say won a national championship with, you know, and that was the longest in a game they'd ever had before the game when goal was put in. So 18.9 seconds, I'm going to put it up there number one for myself. It's, it's got to be that, that. I mean, you think in terms of clutch, obviously we've had some, some great championships won here, but not necessarily uh, very close games. Obviously when we beat Florida in 2000 and uh, in 79, Indiana State, um, obviously, uh, those games not as close as this game, and not in especially in hockey. We're down one zero. Could have been down easily, uh, like we spoke about with that two on one breakaway. I think the prettier goal though was Kennedy's. Oh yes, earlier on. And when you look at that play, he cheated. He jumped that face off. 
and he'll he'll admit if you talk to him, I bet. And the sports writers have talked about it. That was an illegal face-off that he took. He had the edge. The players had to be completely squared up, and he wasn't. He slid in a little bit, and that's how he got the jump around the centerman. Great play. Little things like that happen in hockey all the time, and you need to be a smart player, a savvy player to do that. He knew exactly what he was doing well enough that he didn't get caught. He didn't get thrown out of the face-off. He got just that edge to get the puck past the centerman and have that chance to score that goal. And had he taken that square like any other centerman would have, we wouldn't be sitting here national championships today. It was a very smart move. So is it, is it still a legit goal? Oh, it's still a legit goal. Those things happen. It's part of it, growing up as a centerman, a coach always taught me, Playing center is a game inside the game. It's a chess match to win that faceoff, and it's so hard to do. And he was very skilled at it. By the book, it, no, it, it wasn't a completely legit faceoff, but the referee doesn't wave it off or anything. It's part of the game inside the game, but he played that so well. That key point right there, it's so intricate that nobody really even notices was something that was so intelligent by him and so well done. It was such a beautiful goal to see those kind of things come together. And then the shot was as great as it was anyway. I mean, everybody in the bar was standing right away as soon as he stepped past him and said, this is it, and you knew it. That was tremendous. 49% face-off uh, disadvantage, actually, for the Spartans in the four games of the NCAA tournament, uh, but obviously that face-off won by TK. Tim Kennedy uh, proved to be the evening goal in that game. Uh, he, he had a tremendous four games. I mean, three goals, three assists, uh, do the math, six points. Um, the Spartans go as Kennedy goes. You know, he he was the goal scorer this season. We didn't have a lot of depth, and beyond the top two lines, you don't score goals on this team pretty much. So had he not shown up, you know, you have to give him credit where credit is due. The pressure was on his shoulders, and he performed admirably. And I think anyone that would call this national championship a fluke, um, just, you know, the dice rolled the right way for the Spartans, come on, let's be honest. We upset two number one teams on our way uh, to or while in St. Lewis with uh, Boston College, and before that, uh, upsetting Notre Dame, obviously heralded um, program in, in, in terms of hockey. Obviously, football, we give them some, some headaches every now and then, um, but they gave us one last year, so we'll call it even. But uh, Jeff Lurie, tremendous. Tim Kennedy. Uh, is there any unsung heroes that, that deserve praise? Is, uh, obviously, we, that was one of the best hits. I'm trying to think. Blue Line hit. That one of the greatest hits I've seen out of Michigan State I, hockey I, I this year. I think it was Vukovic that came over and got him. I'm not sure. Um, I, I actually didn't see it. I turned around and saw the replay of it. But as far as on sun goes, I think you have to give it to Chris Lawrence. This is a player that will not play another game. I think he has four career goals maybe, four or five, and he's a captain of a team that is a fourth-line player. This is a character captain. Uh, the story I love the most is he wrote every single player on the team a letter, a personal letter before the tournament started as to what he thought they could do for the team. He is somebody that you put the C on based purely on character and heart and, and can motivate the team. He held them together, and from an inspirational standpoint, you have to love a player who you know, sits there and will admit he's crying before the game because he knows this is his last game, and he's not going to go professional. He's going to be great in something else, but uh, give him all his due and let him hang on to that trophy because without a good leader like that, especially in a team like this, you don't go anywhere. Absolutely. Chris Lawrence, I had a chance to sit down with the Spartan captain today and he shared his thoughts on winning the national championship and what he's been doing with that trophy that the team won on Saturday night. Got back and got something to eat with the trophy and I ran from the rink to, to get something to eat. Probably about, it was like 3 a.m. and I got a standing ovation when I walked in one of the stores, so that was pretty cool. Um, but you know, it's, you know, guys haven't had to smile off the face. Uh, we got the game recorded on one of the guys' TVs. Um, we, you know, we taped the games before we left. 
we've just been watching them. There's a, probably a 10 minute clip on YouTube that we uh, keep going back to, and I just keep watching the bench. It's so the just pandemonium. It's, you know, it's surreal right now. It's pretty cool. Clearly, that Chris Lawrence played a tremendous role in the success of this team, and and like you just spoke of, they he would not say what he did. It was something after the the senior night loss um, of of at, against Bowling Green at home, obviously. Um, obviously, Jason James has the inside to Michigan State hockey here, but he said he did something um, after that game to kind of motivate his teammates and, and kind of get focused. And obviously, that is one of the character moves that a captain has to make. And, it, and, and he even spoke about the pregame speech he gave to the guys. And he said it was kind of funny because during the year, he in a practice or something, he said he thought to himself, you know, what would, what would I ever say to a team uh, before a national championship game? And obviously he said something right, and the Spartans came away with a 3-1 win. Um, what a classy move, though, uh, with the 1.7 seconds left uh, to just run the time off by Boston College as coach. That was, it was great, because really you could make all the guys pick that back up. You know, grab your gear, get off the ice, get on the bench and, and whatnot, but I believe he, he said it, you know, you play the game and somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. It is the profession. And these kids have to understand that. And talk about a school that <laughs> ranks up there right now with Ohio State for me in terms of heartbreak. Boston College doesn't, I know they have a football program, but it is about hockey in Boston. You know, they have the bean pot every year, which is, you know, the four schools that play in Michigan State got to beat two of them. But he understands what it's all about, and, and I think it, it's a very classy move, specifically when you came that close last year and lost, and now you're that close again this year and you lose again. He's a great coach. He's a great program, and it's what I like to see in hockey. I think there's a lot of class in the sport. In a day and age where you have NBA players and NFL players getting in trouble all over the place, there's young guys that you know, Sidney Crosby still lives with Mario Lemieux. And, and Melkin lives with another player. Instead of buying big mansions and living them and whatnot, there's a lot of class in the sport, and you don't have to tell the players to show up dressed in suits and ties. They do it anyway. So I think it starts at the coaching and trickles down from there. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to jot down our number, it is 517-432-3893. When we get back, the studio is going to give away some postseason awards to this Michigan State National Championship hockey team. Uh, you know, maybe unsung hero MVP uh, character award. Hey, we'll, we'll be right back after this break. Stay with us. Michigan State 2007 Hockey National Champions. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. 
More importantly, the Spartan Sports Rep are on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. My name's Dan Duggar. I'm your host. If you'd like to call in, the number is 517-432-3893. This show is strictly dedicated, for now, to the Michigan State 2007 men's ice hockey team for their 2007 national championship. Um, the first one since 86 and their first appearance in the Frozen Four since 2001. Uh, Rick Comley, head coach, second title. Uh, first one was in 91. And Justin Abdelkader, the voted MVP, but in many people's hearts and minds, little Jeff Lurg, all five foot five of him as Jason. Well, they say six. I've heard rumor it's actually five. Those players love to lie a little bit. Had, had a great, great interview with him if you, if you just heard it. He was he was a real humble guy, giving credit to the coach. And, and that's what you see uh, with the team with the team atmosphere, with the true team chemistry. Uh, you see a lot of the guys shunning uh, the credit off of themselves onto other players. When first asked, MVP Abdelkader says, our MVPs lurk. When uh, first interviewed, Coach Conley says, our, all the credit goes to the kids. Come on. We know Coach Conley and Coach Newton are sitting up hours at night uh, breaking down film. So, you know, you got to give credit up and down that, that program over there from, from uh, the play-by-play guys on, on Spartan Radio Network down to the video guy making things happen. Uh, the turnaround time in tournaments is tremendous. I know in basketball, you have to get that tape and those highlights uh, to have a game plan together, and, and obviously Michigan State stuck to that. Uh, but a little upset um, in my mind. I'm with the coverage of the national championship. You know, we won't name names and and you know paint a bad picture of these media outlets. But there were some Detroit, you know, media outlets, some TV stations, some newspapers that didn't give really Michigan State the justice it deserved. In terms of, I'm a journalism major, so, you know, we speak in terms of upper thirds, lower thirds, graphics, you know, pictures. Does Michigan State hockey deserve around the state at least a front page picture and story? Yeah, but uh, I understand the world that I live in, and I know that, uh, well, Detroit loves their Red Wings, and they were on a few front pages because playoffs start, and that's great. And they love their Pistons because they're probably going to win the East as well. Um, there's even stories and talk about who are the Lions going to pick. Are they going to take Stanton and, and ruin his career? But, you know. <laughs> That's uh, a whole other story. Exactly. So another day. I'd love to see it. And, yeah, it should be. It, it, somebody said to me, had Michigan won it, they would have been on the front page. And I said, well, I don't believe that. But I, I think it would be nice to see them on the front page, maybe in a color picture or whatnot. But, uh I'm I'm also a realist. It's it's the smallest of the four major sports, and that's what you're going to get. Absolutely, but uh, let's give out a couple. Uh, let's give out MVP and then the unsung hero award. MVP of the season, the go around the horn. Who's your MVP, Jay? It's Lurk. It's Lurk. You can't take it anywhere else without him. Um, you you don't have yourself probably in the Frozen Four. So he takes it for me. Brigitte, your MVP. I know you've been a little quiet tonight. I'm I'm sorry, but we you oh, know right. we got the 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 hockey analyst in the house tonight. We got to. You know, play our strengths tonight. Uh, not L- saying that you're, you're not strong <laughs> in hockey. No, Lurk definitely deserves it. But I would give it to Lawrence. You know, he's provided a lot of leadership for this team. Um, probably without his guidance, Lurk wouldn't be the player that he is. Like you said, he's a true champion in spirit. And um, I think you got to give him part of that MVP because, you know, senior leadership, you know, without that, then who's going to train the little guys? Absolutely. No, no See, pun intended. But, hey, you know. hey, easy, easy. <laughs> hey, I got to go with the novelty pick, um, team MVP. You know, you can't, you can't go wrong. Choosing the team as the MVP, uh, these guys made it happen all the way up and down the roster, uh, from from Mikey Ratchuk to Gentilly to to Abdulkader to Kennedy. Wow, look at me ramble off hockey names. Look at you. 
Unreal. Hey, but I did write an article for this, uh, www.sportshort.blogspot.com. Uh, that's where the article is located. Um, just speaking about what we talked about tonight, uh, where Michigan State hockey ranks and, and just the amount of credit they deserve for what they've done and how they've turned somewhat of a sour sports year and, and the campus here. We started with a, a bad football season. Uh, basketball, you know, had, had a shining moment there when we, you know, made it into the second round. Uh, women's basketball got bumped early, you know, haven't been really making much noise, but uh, the hockey team kind of put some icing on the cake and I think really put some icing on the cake for Ron Mason's uh, tenure at athletic as athletic director because I, I truly think, you know, the reins are set up. Mark Hollis, associate AD, uh, you, you might see him just, just sliding into that position. Um, unsung hero. Crossbar. Crossbar. <laughs> I believe it was in the second period. Boston shot, just trickles over the crossbar and lands on top of the net. You have no cl- idea how close it is at the end of the world right there for the team. Uh, sometimes a crossbar is a goalie's best friend, and sometimes it is the worst enemy, and it was the best friend that evening. I have to give it to the crossbar. Uh, I'm just going to end there. That is such a great... That is such a, I can't top that. I'm not even going to... But we're going to go green and white versus now because I need to get some of my panelists involved, okay? We have quality journalists in the building. We need, I need to get everyone involved here. So uh, we're going to go a little green versus white. It's a little debate we like to, to have every now and then on the show. If you'd like to chime in, it's 517-432-3893. You have 10 minutes to do so. Uh, but green versus white, uh, pick a side. A national championship in hockey... Or a football victory over Michigan? What is it going to be won and why? Ooh, that's a tough one, but I'm going to have to take the football over Michigan. That seems as if that's the one hurdle that you really can't get over. I know hockey hasn't you know, done what they've done in 21 years, but at the same time, the amount of people and the draw and the heartbreak every year that the masses experience when Michigan State loses to Michigan on those fluke plays or whatever you want to call them. I I think as a general, um, just for the majority of the people, you know, because hockey is somewhat more of a niche sports nowadays. So if they actually was able to get a victory over Michigan, I think you will see a damn near parade. Brigitte, what's the word? Definitely a championship in hockey because any championship is going to overshadow a one victory in another sport, even though football – it's huge here, and beating Michigan is huge. I mean, we've had seasons where we beat Michigan, but we've done nothing with the remainder of the games. We've gone to no bowl games. But in order to become a good program, um, we need to have championships in every aspect of the sports. So I would definitely take a championship in hockey because that one victory over Michigan isn't going to do that much for the program because next year we'll probably end up losing again. So Absolutely. at least we'll always have a championship in hockey. Those Those wins go with each season hey, that's a that's a great analysis Brigitte Jason I, I can I may have an inclination where you're where you're leaning <laughs> well towards they're me. about as rare as each other aren't they it takes yes. 21 years to beat Michigan but I think when you look at it and I'll go objectively here since everybody knows I'm the hockey fan financially this is huge for the school and huge for the program when you beat Michigan all you really do is take finances from Michigan we don't do any better because of that really I don't think uh, you raised an excellent point that we don't win bowl games just because we beat Michigan so I think what you do with a national championship is much larger. The Rook. We call him the Rook, but his name is Steve. Your thoughts. A national championship in hockey or a football victory over Michigan, what are you going to take? I'll take the title in hockey because that just lasts forever, and one win over Michigan is done the next year. 
You remember the title forever. You listened to Brigitte very well. <laughs> very well. You must have been taking notes. Brigitte, the teacher in the house tonight, showing the young fellow what's up. But, hey, I'll take that, that hockey championship as well. Uh, the football victories come and go. Um, obviously, uh, it's, a, it's a season not summed up in just one game. Um, hockey, really, that program is going to benefit. I know there are not many programs on the campus that can financially support themselves. I think the football and basketball programs are uh, two of the only ones that can financially support themselves, but a national championship can go a long way in terms of funding. And um, Do you know anything about the profit sharing that goes on? I know like when Ohio State went to the Final Four, Michigan State's going to receive uh, a little bit of that profit share. Do you know if the, if the CCHA receives anything because of Michigan State going, or is it simply just that national recognition? I certainly don't know in, in terms of any strict numbers, but all the T-shirts are, are probably going to have licensing that has to trickle down and whatnot. And, and that's the thing, is you now have alumni all over the world that are going to go out and grab that shirt and, and wear it proudly. I'm heading to Vegas next week, and I hope to be wearing my shirt there as soon as I can find one to, to take with me. And and that's the thing is it generates interest. It generates donations. You know, how many alumni are going to want to say, all right, I would like to give this now because they're doing so well. It brings it back into the mind, and that's big for the school. But as far as in the actual league, I don't really know. But it it helps everybody focus on the CCHA next year now and say, okay, there's your national champion. Absolutely. Congratulations to the national champion, Michigan State Spartans. They made it happen. A quick note, a parade tomorrow is going to be starting uh, in the Hanna Plaza, was it? It's, I think it starts up right now. It's, it's 6.30, uh, and it's going to be about an hour, and it's going to take you, uh, snake you around Grand River, and then it's going to f- conclude in Munn, uh, just the parade, but then it'll kick off a whole series of events at Munn Arena, uh, and that's going to be hosted by Scott Moore. Great play-by-play voice for Spartan Hockey. Um, celebration starts 6.30. Um, the parade, like I said, and then in Munn Ice Arena, 7.30. Um, the parade will start on Abbott Road and continue along Grand River, East to Collingwood. From Collingwood, the parade is going to stretch down uh, to East Circle um, by the Sparty statue, obviously, and end on Chestnut Road right in front of Mount Ice Arena. Uh, obviously, Coach Conley will be there, assistant coaches. Uh, Michigan State President Luana Simon, who is so supportive of every athletic team, it seems that she is everywhere when Michigan State is making some noise. And obviously, the man himself, Ron Mason, athletic director, will be there. Sparty Zeke, the wonder dog in the house. How could you not be there for this? <laughs> MSU dance team, fellas, cheerleaders, and pet band. Uh, doors are going to open at Munn Ice Arena. So um, I may be there. Uh, the choice is yours. Uh, but the host of the ceremony, like I said, Scott Moore, uh, the play-by-play voice of the Spartans who does so well. And then the introduction of the national champion Spartan hockey team, a little season highlight video. And then President Simon and athletic director Mason, uh, we'll present the national championship trophy to Coach Comley, uh, who is so deserving of that. And, uh, and I'm hoping for a good turnout. You think we're going to get a turnout for this? Yeah, I know the weather isn't supposed to be the greatest, but come on, people. Your school just won a national championship, and these kids deserve it. They work so hard for this. It is a sport that runs as long as basketball does in terms Six of the months, season. Yeah. It takes a lot of blood and sweat, and they deserve support. Absolutely. And uh, a quick note of character, a story I was told uh, basketball players uh, Drew Neitzel and teammates went over to before the Spartans left about a week ago or t- a week and a half ago now um, for the tournament that the, the basketball players went over there led by Captain Drew Neitzel and Captain Travis Walton to, to wish them luck and you don't really see uh, those that's a fine line of athletics being crossed it truly is those are those are sexist sports that don't ver- don't really interact much well, basketball some very classy players 
And, and, and Drew Neitzel led his Spartan team along with co-captain Travis Walton uh, and went over to practice and said, you know what, guys, good luck and, and do it. And I'm sure I'm sure those guys will be out supporting because uh, Tom Izzo was a great supporter. He was he was actually at the, the baseball game. And speaking of baseball, quick note, sorry to take the shine away with four minutes to go, uh, but uh, baseball lost one to nothing today in the first game of a doubleheader against Purdue, but came back to win 3 nothing in a freezing cold game. Uh, but more importantly, yours truly, Dan Duggar, will be the voice of Spartan baseball for uh, numerous games this season. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting through MSUSpartans.com. Uh, so 3.05 Friday, uh, if you've got nothing to do, I'm hoping uh, that you may be tuned in to MSUSpartans.com and, and listen to that internet broadcast of Michigan State baseball, and we'll see how I do uh, as uh, you know the Gary Thorne of, of baseball. Uh, so, so we'll see. It'll be my debut and play-by-play i've done uh, various announcing around michigan state uh but this obviously the biggest venue uh for for my young broadcasting career yet so 305 friday uh michigan state baseball is at home versus penn state 17 baseball games will be broadcast through the official university athletics website uh so i'm sure you can check the schedule on msuspartans.com to find out that uh but most of the time i'm hoping that i will be your host Uh, for baseball play-by-play. And a quick note, Michigan State men's basketball, a preseason number two seed in Joe Lenardi's bracketology on ESPN. And uh, yearly, he seems to be quite accurate. So uh, this is not some off-the-wall blog, some guy just saying in Michigan State fan, but uh, Michigan State is going to have a great year next year, and as I hope, Michigan State hockey will too. Uh, Your thoughts, guys, on Michigan State as a preseason number two in basketball? Somebody want to jump in? I'll do it. Um, I think they're going to be great next year with those three new recruits coming in. I think number two, maybe a little bit too uh, too low for them, but I see them somewhere around like five or so. But I'm I'm excited with that. Absolutely, with that absolutely. Rating, it it is uh, what a great culmination to the athletic season. Obviously, we have women's uh, Big Ten golf championships coming up at the end of the month. We got a home track meet. Uh, coming up on the 14th, a lot of home events going on at Michigan State for the spring sports that aren't quite done yet. Uh, baseball, they've had so many games canceled that they're they're going to be making up numerous games over at Cope's Field, uh, and they're playing they're playing very well. They're right there in the middle of the Big Ten. Um, they've got a great pitcher in Craig Brooks who leads the Big Ten in ERA. It's under two, I believe. It's one under 1.5 as well. So this guy's throwing lights out, um, but. For the 2007 national champion Spartan hockey team, uh, we congratulate you guys. And uh, that that's a wrap for us. Special thanks to Jason James. Anything else, Mr. James, for, uh, you know, this may be one of your last times we talk hockey for a, for a minute. You <laughs> bless you bless us with your presence well, every now and then. thank you, everyone else, for being patient as I blabbled all evening. But uh, I guess, you know, it, it got skirted aside, and I'm happy it did because we got to be national champions. But certainly the Wings kick off this Thursday night against Calgary. And I am not John Fournier, so I don't pick the wings every single year. <laughs> However, this year I do have them at the top of my bracket, defeating the Senators in the Stanley Cup Finals. 50 and 19, 113 points on the season for the wings in the Central Division. So uh, not a bad choice. Um, obviously, they just signed... Uh, Datsuk's staying for seven years. He'll be 35 when that contract ends. That's, that's tremendous. That is, that is obviously a smart sign. And uh, Wings GM Kent Holland even said, uh, speaking of Abdulkader, we did recently said, you know, Abdulkader himself needs some time. Uh, that was in a Detroit Free Press article. So obviously Ken Holland and Coach Rick Conley think Abs need some more time, and why not enjoy that national championship? Uh, Michigan State basketball number two in the preseason, but more importantly, Michigan State hockey national champions parade tomorrow, 630 um, hopefully you guys will be checking it out. Mud Ice Arena, 7.30. I'll be there checking out the Spartans on ice. Congratulations to Michigan State Hockey. 
Uh, Friday at 305, I'll be on the air, MSUSpartans.com, Michigan State Baseball. Thank you for your time. For Juan, Steve, Brigitte, and our hockey analyst, Jason James, I'm Dan Duggar. The Jazz Spectrum is next. Have a great night, and stay tuned for some great jazz. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in next Monday at 7 p.m. for more commentary on your favorite teams. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.